Welcome to an emergency edition of the Sus Talk podcast. This is the first time I've actually have gotten to say it. It really feels great when you get to do emergency podcasts because I've seen and heard so many people do these emergencies whenever major breaking news goes down, anything from sports, movies, TVs, whatever. But now that it's happening to me, this is a really special feeling. But unfortunately, it's for a horrifying reason. And joining me to break down this major news, which we will get to in a second, is my buddy Jimmy from my colleague Jimmy Scalia. Jimmy, thank you so much for basically coming up on such short notice. Hey, I mean, I appreciate you having me, and I had to for the circumstances. And, uh, you know, I bid my, my, uh, my deepest condolences to you right now. So... The somber feeling and why he's giving me condolences. So why why this happened? No, it's not because Aaron Rodgers decided to resign with the Packers, which is quite possibly the the most lame move I've ever seen happen from an NFL quarterback, at least from of his stature, Aaron Rodgers stature. That is quite lame and very lukewarm of him to just resign with the Packers. How dare he do that? But no, the big news actually is that Russell Wilson, the Seahawks have traded him to the Denver Broncos in a report that will report a deal that will include defensive lineman Shelby Harris and Drew Locke and multiple picks, which has to include at least Denver's first round pick this year and next year. I has to, because why, what other motivation is there? Because like I, I, my first reaction is to Denver really they don't like they don't even like short quarterbacks like john Elway hates short quarterbacks why and my other reaction was all the talk it's always oh, going to washington like i thought all that talk it's like when you start talking about a team and you start linking them outright and they start reporting it immediately that's how you know that it's a fake that they're not that there's it's just there because it's <laughs> jesus it's okay this trait's making me like kick in my allergies jesus so this this deal could either be okay go from at best okay for the seahawks or a complete catastrophe because again now you're potentially the the only court the two quarterbacks in the in the room right now are drew Locke and geno smith Please let that sink in for at least five full seconds while I tell you the scenarios that I would have liked, even if no matter how unrealistic they would have been. I think I, every if there ever was a trade to be made, it would have been to the Eagles because look at all their draft picks and you could get someone like Jalen Hurts back or you can get a playmaker from either the offensive line or defensive line. The other place that I would have liked, and I want to stay east here, is the New York Giants. Not, not mostly because um, they have two first-round picks in the top 10, but mostly because I kind of want him to be a little closer, and also it'd be kind of funny if, he, if the Giants managed to screw that up. It'd be peak hilarious comedy for the Giants, and I'm, just, I'm still trying to rack my brain around this. So I'm, I'm going to just uh, let Jimmy take the floor and either – laugh at me because now Seahawks have no quarterback and uh, he has one that's 
trying to leave, but uh, he's, but you know, good news for Jimmy is that Kyler Murray decided to put all his Cardinals pictures back on his social media. So congrats, Jimmy. That feels great. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was the one that was going to be dealt an off season of quarterback drama um, and heartbreak, but apparently you beat me in that Zazuma. So um, I look, I'm, I'm looking on Twitter right now, according to Alan Bell, uh, Alan, Alan Bell, two, four, seven. He's saying the Seahawks are going to receive two first, two second round picks, a fifth round pick. Obviously, as we said, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. And then Wait, in Noah return, Fant's going into the team. Yeah. <gasps> Noah! Noah! Ah! Sorry. I, 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 like, I have a soft spot for Noah Fant, but I feel like the Broncos, um, they like Noah Fant, but they also have another tight end that was decent in Albert, Albert O. We're just going to call him Albert O. I, I'm not going to try to pronounce that guy's last name. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in, um, but no, no offense. Pretty good. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. a little okay with that. Is it really yeah. no offense? Cause like I'm looking at the climate tweet saying that it's another player. So that another player is no offense. Yeah. So that's what, that, that's why I'm just saying. That's what Alan Bell said right now. Um, so, you know, that, that's something that will definitely, you know, come to confirm I'm, I'm assuming in the next couple hours, but yeah, I mean, you know, my reaction to this is just, Look, obviously there were talks of it. Obviously, um, you know the, the the Broncos were after Rogers or Wilson, and also Adam Schefter just confirmed that Noah Fant is part of it. So it looks like he's definitely going to Seattle right now. Um, yeah. So I mean, look, this was something that you know Seattle's in such a weird spot where obviously they weren't a contender anymore, and they still have a quarterback that's in their prime. You know, what do you do in this moment? And, uh, but, you know, there was a lot of things leading up to this, you know, also with Wilson saying he wants to stay in Seattle and a lot of people saying, you know, why is there all this news around it? And then boom, it happens, you know, Denver goes out and gets the guy that, you know, took them down in Super Bowl 43. It's kind of crazy how things find a way to come full circle in the league. Um, but yeah, that is just insane. You know, the NFC West, um, now Seattle's totally out of the picture there and the AFC West, I mean, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is like the worst quarterback in the division, and that's not even an insult at all. It's not. And theoretically, Russell Wilson could be the third best quarterback in that division. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. Like, just basically stop that conversation altogether. Like, anyone that says that Wilson's better than Mahomes, check yourself out the room right now. And Herbert has the potential to be so much better than Russell Wilson because like again he's entering his like his third year in the league and when we get to the fall it'll be his third year and he's already shown flashes that that guy could be a superstar so I'm just trying to rack my brains around here so a lot of people are pointing out that oh the AFC has all the good quarterbacks now and it's kind of true in some way shape or form now the NFC is so weird it's because Aaron Rod- it's basically Aaron Rodgers' um, whole conference to lose at this point because who's stopping Aaron Rodgers other than Aaron Rodgers himself, which has happened multiple times already. So, but I digress. Let's focus back on Russ. This, this really is something where I can't believe Denver really decided to just go all in on this. But I guess when you've been watching all these mediocre quarterbacks that they've thrown onto the field for the past five, six years. 
eventually you reach a point where it's like, okay, we got to get back to feeling like we have a star quarterback again. And they haven't had one since Peyton. And I think half the time they were always, they were also thinking like, you know, I think I would rather have last year Peyton Manning right now than Drew Locke on the field or Brett Rippon or who's that guy that filled in for the Broncos uh, when the entire team got struck with COVID? Uh, it wasn't Simeon, wasn't it? Uh, it was some guy who he used to be a receiver. Yeah, he used to be a receiver. Yeah, like that's how quarterback deprived this team was. Oh my God. So the Broncos, they kudos to them. They they're going all in, and clearly they're not a no team should be afraid to go all in on a trade. Um, basically, well, unless you if you could trust the infrastructure of your team to basically compensate, because I will contend that the reason the Rams were able to pull off and win a Super Bowl with Stafford was because they trusted their system. They trusted their ability to develop players, find scout and find the right players that fit their team. And you got to see all these mid round, mid to late round picks flourish and ultimately get them a Super Bowl. So, oh, Jimmy just corrected me right now. It was Kendall Hinton, right? Kendall Hinton, Jim, Jimmy? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's when all the quarterbacks went down with COVID. And then, yeah. um, you know, you think of it like, you know, a year and a half later. Um, or even a little less time than that. Now you have Russell Wilson. And um, I mean, look, this is something for Denver too, looking at the Denver side of it. Um, yeah, these receivers like Cortland Sutton and you know, you know, Judy, like all of a sudden their stock goes up a significant amount. A uh, lot of pressure, you know, on Nathaniel Hackett, you know, for this is his first rodeo as a head coach. And now, you know, he's got a team that's like, um, yeah, we're expected to be at least in the divisional round of the playoffs at this point. You know, for a team that's been in the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. So you think about that. Obviously, you think about how great their defense was last year, all the improvements there. Also, Von Miller teased that he would be coming back to Denver, you know, in a social media post recently. He's going to be a free agent. And after he sees Russell Wilson sign there, wouldn't that all, but, you know, obviously look, Denver's a place that, you know, it's always in his heart. And now the fact that they have a quarterback, you know, for the first time since Peyton Manning, that's something that could really sway his decision and coming back to Denver um, and now making it somewhat sort of a free agent destination in some ways, just because of this trade. So there's so many different impacts this has, um, you know, for Denver and the rest of the AFC West. I just had to look up the tight end's name in the Broncos, who's going to be the number one guy, unless the Broncos, as you say, they find somebody in free agency who could become the number one, the new number one tight end. His name is Albert Okobunam. Okobunam. Yeah, let's go with that. Please correct, please, Twitter or whatever, please correct me on, on his last name or how to say it properly. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really tough, but so you referenced guys like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Keep in mind, Cortland Sutton is coming off another year after tearing up his ACL. He was pretty decent last year. And I'm trying to think, they also have Tim Patrick, right? Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton, who I think is still on the team. Like, they have a bunch of receivers. Like, Tim Patrick was surprisingly pretty good. <laughs> he was pretty decent for them. I got to tell you, like, that... That guy's pretty – they have some receivers over there. 
Yeah, and, and it, KJ Hamler too. Oh, know, KJ yeah, Hamler, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like you, and and he could, you know, that could be the guy that fills in kind of that Tyler Lockett role, you know, for Russ in that way. Um, yeah, but I mean, look, this this is just like it changes everything. And also, don't forget, like Denver is going into Seattle for a game next year, so obviously we're expecting some type of prime time. Um, switch for that i but. swear to god that better be an america's america's game of the week kind of thing on fox or uh that, that, that has like such strong fox fox or cbs connotations to where you need either whoever's calling um for fox if uh whoever's calling it for fox and then nance and romo oh they would love that game so much i don't it, i don't know why i just i wouldn't want it in prime time i would rather have it in like uh primetime afternoon that that fits much more to me for some reason um but their defense also like the broncos found somebody in patrick sertan the second who is been really good they still have justin simmons one of the best safeties in the league bradley chubb has shown flashes and then if von miller comes back which feels like a lock at this point maybe he was getting all excited because he he got like word or he knew my gut feeling is that he just knew. And now I'm thinking about it again, because like, why would Von Miller openly tease him coming back? There has to be something else other than just simply like, oh, I love Denver so much. Because what if another team just pops in and just offers him so much more money for to sign him? You know, like there has still been like an extra thing that was layered under there. Maybe I'm going too much into that, but you know, you know, Denver will be able to compete. I just, I'm trying to think about how this team's going to match up against like the rest of the AFC West, because now the AFC West is officially the SEC West of football. All four teams could easily, you can make a case for all four teams to make the playoffs and all four teams, maybe aside from the Raiders have a shot at winning the AFC West division to get at least a home game in the playoffs. So this this is definitely game changing and the AFCs look so much better now. And um, I kind of want to shift over to the NFC West and what this means for everybody there, especially for the Seahawks. So first off, it officially means that, yes, as you said before, like the Seahawks are definitely the worst team in, in the, in the division right now. Like you're not competing against the defending Super Bowl champion, the Rams, the 49ers still look good depending on if Jimmy G's still there or not. And the Cardinals still have Kyler Murray. So you guys have that going for you. And as for the Seahawks, I'm just like thinking, well, what's the future now? Do they draft a quarterback in this draft class or do they punt on this one, stack up the roster, which I think is the actual smart move here and just hope to God that the draft class next year has a star quarterback for them to get. Like, I don't, I don't know what the move is for them right now. There's a lot of uncertainty but the only certainty I know is that they are not, they cannot go into the season with Drew Locke as their quarterback. That can't happen. If anything, Drew Locke is a backup and nothing more, nothing more. If he's starting week one, I'm going to be super angry and I will probably just like not care about the season. If he is quarterback, I just can't. I've seen, I have a friend who's a Denver Broncos fan who has been, who I, and I've seen him, frustrated enough with drew locks play 
to where I'm just thinking I can't trust or have Drew Locke on this team. So I we'll see what, what happens here, but I'm very sad. I'm very disappointed. And a lot of emotions are running through are running through me right now. So Jimmy, what do you think? What do you think about this? How this looks for the NFC West as a whole? Yeah, I mean, you know, as I said before, you know, I think I think this takes Seattle out of the race, and uh, I agree. I don't. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't target a quarterback in this draft class, just because um, I don't think there's too too much depth there. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, you know, the Rams are just like obviously they're loving this news after coming off um, the Super Bowl. When you get another quarterback, you know, you, you get Tom Brady out. And then you get Russell Wilson out of the conference. So that's two less people you have to deal with, um, you know, pretty much on a year to year basis. And then, you know, it's really up to Trey Lance, you know, how he develops um, for the 49ers this year. Cause if Trey Lance isn't good and then the Niners are out of the picture, it really just comes down to the Rams and, and the Cardinals at this point. And the Cardinals have a lot of things to figure out as well. So Look, Seattle, not a lot of people are picking them to win the division exactly with, you know, Russell Wilson last year. Um, but, you know, with, you know, a quarterback now, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Locke starts week one. You know, I, just, I, I wouldn't be at this point. Who else do they really have? You know, with Geno Smith and, and, you know, like there's not a lot going on there. And I think Seattle's at a place right now where, you know, they were, you know, they were faced with a decision with, you know, do we keep contending with Russ? Do we keep trying to, you know, be better? You know, they did the Jamal Adams trade, you know, that hasn't, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about that. And uh, so obviously ultimately they chose the rebuild and don't get me wrong. Seattle did get a haul for this. Like they have a lot of draft capital it, now. That still um, doesn't feel enough though. It's it does, Yeah. I mean, look at the end of the day, it's a franchise quarterback. So, yeah, it, it how Russell Wilson plays is it, it doesn't matter what Denver gave up, you know. Like I, you know, Ernie Acorsi, you know, old general manager for the Giants, had a famous quote where it's, "If you're going for your guy, it doesn't matter how much you're giving up. If you get your guy, then you're good." Like, and and that's exactly what Denver is in right now. And obviously, we see the switch from bottom of the division potentially to now, you know, AFC contender. Um, wow, the AFC is just going to be insane now. This could, is could like the could the Broncos go to the AFC, NFC North, and then like the line the Vikings go to the AFC West or something? Could we figure out a way to do it to make it make it a little more balanced? We need like a David Stern like veto right now or something to switch things. Can, can up. you can you send Russell Wilson to Philly, please? Can can you? Can we... I thought he was gonna go to Philly. I really did. I'm like, there's that... three first round picks lay right yeah. there. Jalen Hurts is right there. Yeah. I'm like, yep. we're really settling on Drew Locke? Really? Yep. Philly I, likes Hurts, I guess. Like, you know, they, they seem like pretty... They, they also apparently like Gardner Minshew, too. Uh, by the way, I, I would have been... If the trade with the Eagles was something like three first-round picks, you can take three first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and you get Gardner Minshew and Andre Dillard for Russell Wilson, a fourth-round pick, I would have been so okay with that. I would have been so okay with Gardner Minshew because Gardner Minshew was a better quarterback than Drew Locke. And we'll see if he's a worst Gardner case Min scenario. You get a meme if he doesn't play well. No, 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 no. If, if Gardner Minshew is a free agent this season, which I don't know if he is or not, I can look this up, but uh, 
This is why spot racking stays for this exact moment, this exact reason. Hang on a second. Uh, Gardner. Yeah. Min- I mean, Minshew. yeah, I mean, Gardner actually he didn't play well in the game. I mean, he started a game. He played the Jets. one game. And it was great. Yeah. And it was against the Jets. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, he, he is, he's signed for $2 million, $2.5 million for entering 2022. So you could have easily made a trade for this guy. And there's still a chance he could be traded to the Seahawks. Like if I'm the Seahawks, I would explore that trade immediately. And if it actually happens, if they get Gardner Minshew, I will tweet immediately. The Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl. It's going to happen. If Gardner Minshew is the quarterback for this team, if that happens, thinking. <laughs> wishful as in them actually getting Gardner Minshew or as actually Gardner Minshew winning them a Super Bowl. I'd say the Super Bowl one is is uh, definitely the one. My ears perked up a little when I heard that one. I just love it. I think at this point, you just have to yell, they're going to the Super Bowl. They just will it into existence. Just every single time um, Kyler Murray decides to say, oh, I'm not happy here. Oh, I'm going to wipe out my social media real quick. Just be like, Cardinals are going to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. Hey, I hey, don't care. Back. It's back. His, his pictures are back. We're all his, good here. His okay? pictures are back. Therefore, we're going to the Super Bowl. Just got to will it, with, right. will it into existence. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm going to look at the rest of the Seahawks squad now because I think that's just like the right thing to do here. And I'm just looking at through all the, they have a lot of people going in that I'm just trying to take a look here. Bobby Wagner is still signed on. They still have put like he's the, their highest paid player is Bobby will is Bobby Wagner, who is 16 paying $16 million in heading into 2022. And his future is pretty uncertain too. Yeah. The next, yeah. the next guy after that is going to be Puna Ford. Who's being paid $8 million. Tyler Lockett's getting paid $3 million. Although that's probably going to be different. Actually, wait a second. Yeah, I don't, because I'm pretty sure Lockett, didn't he sign a new contract? Pretty sure he signed a new contract. Yeah, he did sign an extension. Yeah, he signed a new contract. So he's still like being paid like $3 million, which is crazy. That's nuts. One of of the biggest takeaways from this, too, is like, you got to think about Seattle chose Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson right now. Um oh, that's and, a that's a terrifying terrifying mental thought here. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know and and you know it's not just a I'm not trying to you know create a headline or so not that you know someone of my stature would ever create a well, headline. But I, I I'm going to I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right there and I'm going to basically say it's fine. Don't worry about that. Let the let everybody else in in the sports media market, do their thing. We're going to just sit here and just look back on Russ's career, look back and just look at all the rest of the players that they have right now. Like I, to me, like I would have been, I'm honestly shocked that Tyler Lockett right now wasn't included into the deal with Russ. Cause I felt like if you're wow. going to rebuild, you might as well get like, get everybody out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like, Denver would probably have to give up even more for him, just you know, for a receiver like him. Because you can argue, I mean, Maybe like he's Williams. obviously a top slot receiver in the NFL. 
Um, and he's just consistent year in and year out. Um, yeah. He has, like, Tyler Lockett has, like, the big spurt games where he will get, like, a 60-yard touchdown from Russ when he's feeling that deep air ball, which would be great. Like, could you imagine in that thin air in Denver, instead of, like, okay, you trade Tyler Lockett, but they get Jerry Judy in return. That's fair, right? That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. That's fair. It's just so hard to tell because, like, nobody – I don't think – I don't think they know, like, what the Seahawks are going to do at quarterback. Like, you know, the lock thing is just pretty much collateral. It's not really like, oh, you know, we're going to try to – you know, it's like this – I'm getting, like, they, they better. They better not have to start, though. But the other thing I'm worried about here is what's going to happen with DK. Because he's already shown flashes of a guy who gets really frustrated easily. Now put him with like a mediocre quarterback. Not gonna like this. Not gonna like that. And I, I can't. You can't blame him for this one, really. You know, if you're DK Metcalf right now, like, I don't. You're not feeling too, too good. Because I mean, think about it. Last year, Russ is hurt for that stretch for the first time, and you know, it's not. It, it, it's a grind. You know, when when your teammate, when your starting quarterback isn't there, you know, obviously just to see them flourish, but also like helps your career. Like Russ being there helps DK Metcalf's career. Now, you know, you take a look at it with Drew Locke, you know, it's not something you got to be absolutely thrilled about because basically the team is saying we're rebuilding, you know? So do they, you know, is winning the absolute priority for next year? I don't think for next year, really, if you're doing a trade like this, but you know, there's a team prepping for the future. And if you're a player in your prime right now, that's got to be something that you're not totally gung-ho about. And now I'm just looking at Jamal Adams. He's going to start getting paid up to $10 million after next year, starting up with $11 million, then he jumps up to $16 million and $17 million the two years after that. So the Jet fans yeah, are going to keep laughing at me. The Jet fans are going to keep laughing at me, which is going to be, oh, that's going to be great. I get to show up to work, and all the Jet fans will laugh and say, was it really worth it? Was Jamal Adams worth it? And I'm going to be like, actually yelling at them it's like shut up i get i'm painfully aware of what's happening here just stop actually wait a second i was looking at the base salary the whole time i'm i'm stupid i'm really stupid right now like i just i was i was looking at the base i was looking at the base salary the whole time and i was measuring everybody there but actually if you really look at it here's the cap hits heading into the next season tyler lockett is have a cap hit of 10 million dollars my god uh, Jamal Adams, $9 million. And looking at everybody else, yeah, no, the highest paid player right now is Bobby Wagner, who's has a cap of $20 million. So, yeah, no, my my mind is kind of at a point where it's just destroyed because, you know, I was thinking before I, I logged on to my computer, I was thinking, hmm, I'm going to play some video games right now. Um, and I'm going to log on to Twitter. Then I noticed that Discord's down. Then I noticed Spotify's down, which is weird. So I tried to restart my computer. And I just find out that, no, across the board, it's just all down. And then I log on to Twitter just to see if like if, Spotify, if Discord or Spotify said anything in terms of tech, tech support or whatever. And then I look on my notifications. I see Shefty and uh, Rappaport. And then, you know, I see that what happened. Actually, no, I discovered through looking at the front page of my friend in Denver, my Denver Broncos friend basically celebrating this. So that was a shocker. So maybe I'm, I'm a little, yeah, I'm very much shook up right now. So, oh God. 
also like a big part like think about denver you know they're just like so bad at drafting quarterbacks that they are just willing to do absolutely anything you know and they'll give up anything at this point just to know that for sure you know we're getting a guy that's uh, that's accomplished you know because since elway i mean they have just drafted absolute garbage uh, I, I get a big part of it too is because look denver is one of those teams going into this offseason that was like you know, they're everything but a quarterback away right now. They have the defense, they have the offensive players. Um, and uh, that was, I just think that's funny too, that Denver is just so bad at drafting that they're just like, no, but we're just going to, we're just going to outsource again, you know, and, and just like we do with Peyton Manning. Now they didn't trade for Peyton, but still, you know, same premise. I'm watching right now is the Denver radio crew, radio, radio shows are celebrating Russell, finding out that Russ got traded to the Broncos. I, I want to quickly just like wrap up by simply I'm not I'm not ready to address with Pete Carroll and John Schneider yet. I think what happens with what they do in free agency, what they do with those trap picks is going to really tell me how I feel about those guys, um, because I came in yet. Like, look, I'm frustrated with Pete Carroll, just like any other any other Seahawks fan. But honestly, let's see how the season goes. And then I'll know for sure if I don't if I could confirm whether I just feel don't like this anymore with Pete. And whether he should have been fired at least last year or two years ago or whatever. I'm going to really miss Russell Wilson, not just because he's a great quarterback. And he was probably the best quarterback. No, he is the best quarterback the Seahawks have ever had. I'm going to miss Russ because like that guy was so like, he really truly cared about the city and was an an excellent leader for at least a full decade with the team almost a full decade and it sucks that it, end, it ended this way. And, but I'm really going to miss that guy. He, like when you have a franchise quarterback and you'll know this with like with Kyler Murray and you knew this for a little bit with Kurt Warner, like when you have a great quarterback that nearly gets you to the Super Bowl, or even like wins you one. And then you come close to the next one. Like it's hard to let go of that. And look, I was mentally preparing myself for, for this kind of situation for this day. I knew that this was going to come at some point, given all the drama that happened over the course of the last year. And I still don't feel prepared. And what I'm learning right now is that like, you're never really prepared for these kind of events as a fan. You're never prepared for when a great player that you love on your team goes, you're never really truly prepared for that. And the only thing you can do is just like, it happened and just make the best of what you have right now. And this is really a lesson for all, all the fans out there, like cherish your quarterbacks, cherish your teams, especially if they're great, like cherish every single one of them, because it could all be gone in like a second. Really just like, let that sink in, please have, have that mindset go in whenever there's rumors of, oh, your quarterback's unhappy. Oh, your wide receiver's unhappy. Oh, your great coach is going is about to retire or he ain't looking too good, you know? Like, just have that mindset that, like, all cherish the moment and don't, don't take it for granted, really. And I hope to God, Jimmy, I hope to God that you will not take for granted the great work that Cliff Kingsbury has, has brought to your team. Uh- yeah, look, this is a complicated issue um, because, look, I do appreciate what Cliff did, um, and I do respect how we've gotten better every year. 
Um, but with that being said, now there is an expectation to be even better than we were last year and finish better. But those are great words you just spoke about, cherishing your quarterback um, you know, and your team. And I think this is something that the Cardinals should take as an example. You know, it's like, look at, you know, these situations that happen. Look, look at the opportunity that's out in front of you in the NFC now. You know, it's the Rams, it's the Packers, and that's about it in the NFC. That is pretty much about it, you know. Like, this is an opportunity where, you know, you make some strides as a team, you get your quarterback in the right mindset, you know, you make the right moves, you know, via draft uh, and free agency, and, you, you know, this could be a team that can make some noise. But, yeah, I know, I, I want to ask you, too, like, you know, you have memories of the pre-Russell Wilson era, you know, and during the Russell Wilson era, like you always knew that, you know, the game was on the line. You knew you had a guy that was always in play to win that game. Like, how is it going to feel now? Like that? It's just like, it's going to be a totally different person under center and totally different scenario. And it's kind of going to go back to this pre-Russell Wilson days. Well, I will. I will. Do you want to clarify by simply saying that we got a glimpse of that? It was called G- Geno Smith playing quarterback for four games, <laughs> which you know the only exciting part with that was the fact that he nearly beat the Rams on that Thursday night. On the night Russell Wilson got injured because Aaron Donald is a finger destroyer. Um, but look, I just to give like a full re- uh, like a full story for how I became a Seahawks fan. I became a Seahawks fan because like well, I was. Like I watched Russell Wilson and I thought like, oh, this guy's really cool. And the way that he played quarterback, he was part of like this whole, this run of a new era of like all these mobile quarterbacks and everything. Him and RG3 were like probably the most exciting players in, in the 2012 season in their rookie years. And the Seahawks that year debuted their new Nike uniforms that they still wear, wear now. And they looked so cool. And I, and I was drawn to that. And this is also coming off of me, like, look, I grew up in high school. Like, I was rooting for the local New York team. Like, I think it was the Jets at the time. And, the, you know, I got sick and tired of that. And I decided, look, I need to find – I don't want to root for a team just because they're, they, I live in the city, like, where, where I'm at. Like, the only team right now that I do that for is NYCFC and the Yankees pretty much. And even the Yankees one's getting a little icy too because it's they don't have a Japanese player anymore. Um, but you know, I, before that, like I did like the Seahawks, like even before they went for the change to their new uniforms, and got the Legion of boom. Cause they had guys like Matt, Matt Hasselback and, and Sean Alexander. And those were fun times too. They had Mike Holmgren coaching for them. They nearly won this. They went to the super bowl only to lose, but they had a really decently exciting team. And then, you know, they had the dark years of Jim Mora and, they never really had a quarterback after Matt Hasselback and that kind of ushered in this dark age. And they didn't think that they would ever be able to get out of it. Cause remember that Matt Flynn was slated to be the quarterback heading into the 2012 season until Russell Wilson basically outplayed him. They paid all this money to Matt Flynn only for Russell Wilson to beat him out straight out at a camp. So imagine if Matt Flynn was quarterback, how, awful and how many um failure videos that we would see with the seahawks this past decade if it was matt flynn we would not have the legion of boom we would not have the super 
won won a Super Bowl or gone to another Super Bowl without Russell Wilson. So all this to me, like I'm I'm still running through it. Like it's sad that it's over, but some part of me is I'm not going to be bitter about this. I'm going to try not to be bitter about this because it's so easy to feel a sense like this negative feeling of, oh, you didn't get enough from this guy. Like I literally felt this like third, like 20 minutes ago when we were breaking down the trade itself. But I'm trying to stay level-headed here. I'm trying to, I've gone through the, the, uh, the stages of grief and I've, uh, I've just hit the sadness part. And now I'm heading the acceptance part right here by saying, like, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what this new era looks like. I want, I want to give this another, sh- I want to give this a chance. I really do. And I think that's kind of the mindset that you, that people should have when something like this happens. Like if your star quarterback gets traded, if, if a coach gets fired that you didn't think should have been fired, or if a wide receiver, you give up on a wide receiver or you let him get traded away or you let him leave, like just, you know, just got to move on and then see what happens and see if the next guy can do what they can do. That's all I can really say on that, on that matter though. Yeah. You know, and I think a big part of this too is, um, you know, obviously people are going to be talking more about the Denver aspects of things because they just acquired Russ, but you know, we got to give, you know, Russ so much credit. I mean, look at the career he had in Seattle. I mean, third round pick, you know, gets you to back-to-back Super Bowls, wins one. Um, and, uh, which is pretty much the definition of consistency over his career, um, and how he really just like got better every year. You know, when he got there, you know, the team was known for their defense. The team was known for Marshawn Lynch. Um, and he was okay with, you know, being that young quarterback and even his rookie year, you just saw him like making those big plays in the playoffs. Um, against Washington, against the Falcons, and uh, you knew he had something. And then, you know, it was just cool to see him take the reins of the team. Then, then he became the identity of the team. His passing, um, I, I think 2015, he really took great strides in that. And, um, you know, he helped make Tyler Lockett a career. He's helped make DK Metcalf a career. Like, you know, Russell Wilson has really come full circle and, uh, you know, if you're a Seahawks fan, if someone said, you know, you'll draft this, you know, quarterback in the third round and he'll win you your first championship um, and also be the face of the franchise for close to a decade, I think you take that deal, you know, any day. Obviously, it's sad right now, um, but look, he had a great career in Seattle. He got the job done. Yeah. And uh, he did it the right way. Yeah. Um, I think I will. I'm probably going to uh, reflect a little bit more on this just because it it's it's a lot but look i i'm going to honestly say this before if i say anything else in the future that may be contrary to what i'm about to say i'm very i'm very grateful for what russ did for, for to the seahawks for these past 10 years i'm grateful for what he's done he's made watching football for me fun personally like i loved watching him every single week sling it and just basically the guy has quite possibly the best deep ball I've ever seen in my life. Like it just floats out there like a, like a pillow, like a little angel. And then it just lands softly into the arms, the hands of his wide receivers, whether if it was Doug Baldwin over the past couple of years, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, it didn't matter. 
the guy was going to get that throw done. And I'm just going to really miss him a lot. I, I wish him nothing but the best in Denver. I, I want to give a quick shout out to my guy, uh, Anthony Gallo, who's, who is, who was that Broncos fan. I kept mentioning over and over again. He is really happy. And, and look, take care of the guy because, you know, sometimes stuff doesn't work out and it clearly didn't work out for these past couple of years with Russell Wilson. They were always so coming up short, but again, the most important thing is that the guy gave me so many great memories in this great sport that is football. And we'll see what the future holds for the team. And I'm looking forward to this next chapter. I really am. I'm trying to be positive about this because if you let the negativity like consume you over how bleak the future looks, you're not going to be able to enjoy the game. And, and like, I love football, man. I really do. Like, I don't want to like turn into those bitter fans. that's just like, Oh, they made this terrible trade. I'm not going to watch the team anymore. And, and it just kills your interest in football. Cause I love football and I love the Seahawks. So I really, I want to support them any way, way, shape or form. I can this, even if like this trade, at, at face value is not looking good for them. But again, you're training away your franchise quarterback. You're, you're going to look bad no matter what. So just take the lumps now and then let's move on and plan for the next, for the next move. Um, Jimmy, thanks so much for popping on for this quick emergency pod. I really appreciate you doing that. My, um, my God, this is, this was really something. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I mean, we had to do something. Now, in regards to this, just, you know, it's, it, you could argue, look, it was like kind of like the first big news of the offseason and it could stay as this was the biggest, you know, breaking news story of the entire offseason. Uh, until Tom to- Brady comes back. And oh, yeah, of course. Until yeah, Tom Brady yeah. comes back to and joins the 49ers, which is the rumor that's been popping around is Tom Brady, a 49er, ending his career in his home in his hometown. That would be just terror after we just got, you know, Wilson out of the division. Now I got to deal with TV 12. No, no, no. Probably not. Probably not do don't, that. don't worry, Jimmy. Uh, your team is going to barely grace the playoffs anyway to even have to fear Tom Brady. Pretty much. I mean, uh, he's, he's got a lot more wisdom than anybody in, in Arizona right now. But look, I, I want them to prove me wrong. I want to be proven wrong. Yeah. By the way, I was really shocked. I, I snuck in the cliff kingsbury i would have thought you would have rebuked me immediately i would no. have thought like it's like always cherish having good old kyler Mer- not Ky- cliff kingsbury you gotta cherish him you know he gets you he gets you those first half he gets you wins in the first half you gotta cherish those first half wins i always. mean people have told me before like oh you know you should be more grateful and things like that i'm like i'll be great how are people I'm- telling you this That's yeah no it's insane yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, I like Cowboys fans because they have like McCarthy and they're like, oh, they're kind of jealous. We have the young coach, you know, it does stuff like that. But I'm like, um, you know, I still want more, you know, like I said, he's got to take another step. Yeah, it is. It is something. All right. Oh, oh, look at this. Um, Following the Seahawks trading Russell Wilson, this is from a guy named um, Evan Massey, who is a who regularly is featured as a on Forbes, ESPN, Yahoo, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a reporter, he's saying that they're, the Broncos are also open to business for Tyler Lockett. Um, 
So not entirely out of the realm that they could add more to this to this mega deal. So Tyler Lockett could get traded and it could be for like Tim Patrick or something and, and more picks. Maybe that's it. Just like we just farmed the entire draft, the entire Broncos draft capital. And then that's how, that's how we get this done. Yeah. That would have been nuts. I mean, the receiving core is good enough. All right. Like we're going to see, uh, like it's going to affect a lot of fantasy implications, things like that. And uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, pretty much every AFC West matchup is going to be like must watch TV. Yeah. Well, AFC West fans, I will tell you, congratulations. Uh, you're in a bloodbath. Welcome to you've inherited the new title of the SEC West of the eight of the NFL. You are officially the blood, the, the group of death. So. And as the NFC West is no longer the group of death, which I took a lot of. I don't know why I was very prideful of that fact, but I took a lot of pride in that. The NFC West, the best of the best, usually came from that division, at least in the NFC. So, you know, um, I will. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though. Um, look, it's it sucked. It sucked watching um, the Seahawks suck this year. But I will tell you that uh, aside from the 49ers, uh, I just want to make sure that I could get this out. I was Jimmy. If the Cardinals manage to uh, take advantage of this and win the Super Bowl, I will be rooting for you guys. I will be doing that. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. it, it's something that yeah, this is the time to strike right now. This is like the most important offseason in franchise history in some yeah. ways, you know. This this will only kick in when if you guys are in the playoffs basically and the Seahawks are out. So let's let's keep that in mind. If you guys are are still there, I'll be rude for you guys because uh, I was for the Rams. Look, as much as as we like to back on the Rams, um, for they won the Super Bowl and I was really happy for my friend. My, one of my closest friends is a huge Rams fan and I I recorded something with him and, and we're I'm gonna get that out on this podcast at some point in the future. Um, and it was just really nice. I was really happy. Like, you know, you want to really want to root for your friends to, even if they root for division rivals, just like root for your friends. Don't be bitter unless they give you a hard time, but you know, neither of you guys ever really gave me a hard time. You just like, you know, prodding there's a bit of like, you know, goofing, that's it. But you know, I, but I'm really happy, but you know, if the, if the, uh, if the Cardinals managed to get to the Super Bowl, I, I, again, I will. I will be, I'm hopeful that they will win. And I, and I want to see you guys, I want to see you most importantly, be happy. I appreciate it. You know, I'll, I'll even send you a David Johnson Jersey. <laughs> no, I think you should send me a no fancy Ox Jersey. No I'm kidding. <laughs> lime green. Yeah. No, well, lime green. Let's go for that. <laughs> I, I look, we'll see what the future holds. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks everybody for tuning in for this emergency podcast and I uh, hope you have a wonderful time.